Yo, it's Mel from Rap Rankings. To hear the full episode this clip comes from and all other Patreon-exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash rap rankings. Track one, No Church in the Wild, produced by Omas Keith, Mike Dean, 88 Keys, and Kanye West, featuring Frank Ocean and The Dream. Uh, I gotta say. <laughs> Is Mel... Is, is, is Mel a liar? Did Mel swerve moves this whole time? And he actually found out that he's a huge fan of Watch the Throne? Because I give this a 7 plus. going to say was that um that's a whole lot of personnel for a four (laughs) a four huh that's a that's a four to me pal okay okay well listen the verdict is still out there are many more tracks to go on whether mel has swerved moves uh behind the scenes this whole time but uh, i will say I came to a conclusion. Only, listen, the joke, the real swerve is on yourself. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah, this uh, you know, this is one of the songs that even back in 2011, I thought I liked. Um, I, it's kind of fluctuated for me throughout the years, but it, I found out I do like it. In my first re-listen of this album to get ready for the review, I'm like, is this a six plus? Like, do I actually even really like this record? Do I just like the beat? Do I just like the drama? But it's like, uh, you know, I'll say this. The song is activated at night. <laughs> like, I I can get more into it. Um, it's it's a seven. It's a strong seven. Just a seven. Because, and as we'll get into it, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really a bunch of nonsense. But I'm here for okay. the drama. Um, so, a little, little bit of backstory. Um, just I'll make this quick. I have a story about the song. So in 2012, you know, a few months after the album had come out, uh, I was in a relationship with a person and it was Valentine's Day of 2012. And we went to the movies and we saw the film Safe House with Denzel Washington. Um, and at the end of that movie, the first song they play in the credits is No Church in the Wild. And, you know, me being me, just like a freaking dweeb, like it comes on and I'm in the theater like, oh, it's watch the throne is no church. So I'm and my girlfriend's just looking at me like, I mean, she knew who she was dating. She was dating a musician, but she's like, probably like, yo, you're embarrassing me. Like, don't do this. And I'm, I'm in here singing Frank Ocean, you know, human beings in a mile. <laughs> like I'm like nudging her like, eh, eh, see, see, I know the song, babe. I, I know the song. Up. I would have broken up with you too. <laughs> you know? So Imagine I'm, that. I'm singing the song. Yeah, it's a guy to it now with Eva. Who don't believe it? And she's just like, okay, you know the song. That's cool. You know, like, we get it. You know, and uh, so I only tell this story to say that maybe that was the beginning of the, the rest of the day because we ended up in, like, a fight. <laughs> and maybe it was because she was just... It was. it was the beginning of the end of the relationship. It w- Actually, you know what's sick? It really was. <laughs> it was. That, was. that day was the catalyst for our breakup, like, two weeks later. So maybe it was maybe it was this song. I don't know. Like she was just like, "Yo, this dude, 
and the crazy thing is like years later i'm like do i even like this song it's like did i like why why was i so eager to prove that i knew a song that i don't even like you know but uh i had to do it because i just had to show that i knew songs i guess but yeah i just the song will always be associated with that day and that movie and that moment and you know that's a good relationship no it's a bad thing (laughs) it's a bad thing it's just i feel like i needed to get this out into the public i had to share this because it's been weighing on on me personally and i just now need the rest of the world to know that mel has a bad experience uh surrounding you know what i have a bad experience too really and i don't think i've had the privilege of discussing it on the show yet okay so this is a patreon exclusive oh you know it Christopher Edwin Bro, better known by his stage name, Frank Ocean. Frank uh, Ocean embarrassed me in front of oh, my this, family. <laughs> oh, this is a classic. This is a classic story. So, Frank Ocean, as you probably know, put out a little tape called Nostalgia Ultra. I'd heard good things. I'd heard that this guy was the future of music. I heard the tape, and I have to say, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't. (laughs) Nothing jumped out at me. I was just, eh. Listen, at the time, I'm putting myself back in those shoes. We had the Dream, who had not yet fallen off he was very much in his prince of it like prince meets like atlanta trap fusion like concept album phase mm-hmm. we had t-pain we had akon okay uh i didn't i didn't hear anything special in frank ocean then the thinking about you thing happens right and i'm like I do kind of like this song, though. This is a pretty good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. And I like it. Channel Orange happens. And I'm like, okay, listen. I got to give it up to him. There's some shit on this Channel Orange that I, I do like a lot. I don't think it's a classic. Wow. I don't think that he even impressed me on the Odd Future Volume 2 project. He had a song called White. It was just him. And I'm like, I like this. And then the Channel Orange came out. There's that song with him and Andre 3000 on there, Pink Matter. Amazing to me. Uh, There's a few other songs on that Channel Orange I thought were very strong. He put that thinking about you on there. I'm like, all right, listen. I see the potential in this man. I I don't see the classic that everyone else sees, but I see the potential. And... I'm like, all right, I kind of feel people on this, like, you know, like the, like the songwriting, he, he has a, like an interesting voice as a songwriter. So I'm not buying into the Frank Ocean hype necessarily just yet, but I'm starting to see the appeal. And as we gear up for the Grammys, there's so much hype going into this Frank Ocean performance and I get swept up in it. And I eventually take that hype to my parents because we're going to be I'm going to be I'm working with them at the time 
they have like a cafe and a little like yogurt shop when they have like a TV. So they're playing the Grammys. I'm working with them at the time on Long Island. So I, I take it upon myself to inform my parents. I was like, yo, this guy tonight, Frank Ocean, who's going to be performing, they're saying like he's the next Stevie Wonder. Like the, this guy is like, he's going to, he's going to take over. And tonight's going to be his coming out party. And uh, let me just say, I've never been more embarrassed to <laughs> like talk something up or to like hype someone up and then to see what happened after in the aftermath. And keep in mind, I once talked up Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28, I think, and he got squashed in 15 seconds. <laughs> and I was not even that. Well, I mean, you weren't wrong about him ultimately, though. Wrestling's you know? fake, you know, so it's fine. It was part of a story. This isn't part of a story, him doing a bad performance at the Grammys. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, yo, Frank, bro, Christopher, whatever you want, bro, I need you to, to – to like f search deep within you and not embarrass me in front of my family right now. And I started seeing tweets roll in on the laptop and it was like, he's nervous. Oh no. You know, I'm just like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. The same people that hype this guy up as like the guy to bet on, like his odds were like, this is going to be like the underdog story of the year. The same people were like, uh, he's nervous. Oh, man, I feel so bad for him. He's really nervous up there. Uh, oh, no. Uh, you know, uh, what is this? uh, it's not that bad. And I'm just like, you know, the walls are, are closing in. You know, the room's spinning. And I remember my stepmom looks over to me and she goes, he sucks. <laughs> Very pitchy. Very pitchy, she says. Very, very pitchy. And I and I'll tell you, they've never let me live this now. Oh my god. This man embarrassed me in front of my family. <laughs> but embarrassing me in front of my family is not grounds enough to give a song a four. Like I said, I like some songs from this guy. I do think he may be the single most overrated artist of the previous decade. However, I do like some of his songs. <laughs> hey, um, I like, uh, I think I like three, maybe, I think. I don't know. Well, that means but you're 30% uh, of the way to being a Frank Ocean fan. Our kind of unofficial metric here. Between uh, Mules and Eyes, to call yourself a fan of an artist, you have to like at least 10 songs, you know? So I'm far away from that 10, but what are you going to do? But, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. probably, I'd say I'm probably like 80, per, eight, 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 I like eight Frank Ocean songs, probably. Okay. Well, so I could become a fan. It, it, it would be a shocking turn of events, I'll tell you what, but I'm not ruling it out. Well, I'll tell you this. We're getting to Frank Ocean, but let's start with one of those guys you spoke about, um, The Dream, who's also in this song. Uh, he has some stuff to say. He said, uh, 
about this about this song. He says, uh, uh, as they were watching up, rat, uh, watch the throne, wrapping up, watch the throne. Jay said, are we finished? Is this it? Okay, cool. I want to play you a record that's going to be on my album. Uh, the Dream said he played Holy Grail. And of course, a shitstorm happens. Kanye is not an idiot. Kanye says, this track is crazy. It needs to be on Watch the Throne. And Jay says, no, that's a single from my album. And that's how I got the phone call asking me to try to do a record close to that one. I get to New York and we're at the Mercer Hotel working. We had the whole floor. I get in, Frank Ocean sitting there, and they're just starting on No Church in the Wild. So Holy Grail itself inspired them to change Watch the Throne. Because of that record, six other records got made at that point, including Otis. She said, I go into the next room with my engineer and just sing eight or 12 bars for No Church. Right after Ye's verse, I sing that whole part. I got a Grammy for that. I ended up doing the same kind of thing with Umbrella, where I'm singing this part, and I think it's awesome to myself. I didn't know what they were trying to do. Like, can I go back to my habitat on the golf course? Me and Jay went out. We went to eat, hung out with Leonardo DiCaprio that night. That's what I remember. The next day, we worked on a couple other things. I don't remember. Later, my friend called and said, yeah, so there's an album getting ready to drop, and you're on it, but you don't know you're on it, but I just wanted to let you know. I didn't even remember what I had written. I just recorded it and left it alone. So that's what Holy Real was, that little nudge. Jay finally admitted what went on around the record in an interview. He talked about playing the record and how there was a little fight about Holy Grail. Of course, that's flattering. Kanye's so great. He's only most of the time just being challenged by himself. It's a blessing when it happens to any of us for a record to come out of left field and push you to a thing. Bro, how you let Holy Grail of all things inspire you to do anything <laughs> is my takeaway. I got to tell you, that only adds to my point. Yeah. To my, to my form. You know? It's just, um, it's... I got to tell you, man. Just, I'll, I'll keep it short. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like the hook. Well, to me, you know, it admittedly, border, it's it one of the few on things new age I like. bullshit. It borders on new age bullshit. I know you have a, you have a greater taste for new age bullshit than I do. <laughs> I think due to your age. Wow. Um, I don't like this beat. In fact, like, too much Jay-Z and Kanye West music around this time has this, like, guitar shit in it. Like this, what is it, Mike Dean? Listen, if I wanted to hear that shit, I'd listen to the fucking Cotton Eye Joe, okay? Keep that out of my music. Um, Get that out of my music. I just, I don't want that. I don't want the beat. I don't want the hook. Jay-Z's uh, a hell of a lot better than Kanye West on here to me. I agree. He I makes agree. a lot more sense. He's a lot less creepy. Uh, if this was just a Jay-Z song, it would probably be a six. Kanye takes this thing into overdrive for me and brings it to four territory. Um, okay. As I was mentioning on the Blueprint 3 review, we're officially an irritating Kanye, like this, this era of him just being super loud and obnoxious on purpose. Uh-huh. And he's not yet like super loud and obnoxious on this one, but his lyrics are just beyond the pale for me. Oh, listen, <laughs> you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you like this because I agree between the two of them. Kanye is just in a, in a, in a, in a place of such repuggery. Uh, to me, 
it goes the chorus that's the best part then the beat then the bridge then the verses you know um musically i like it i've always liked it bridge is new age bullshit by the way oh it is oh it for sure is for sure is there's no such thing as this bridge in any rap songs prior to like 2009 (laughs) talking all that that talk i live by you desire like all these desire yeah you know um you know, you got the tribal, like, pulsating drums and guitar. It feels like some sort of ritual is about to be conducted. It's mixed well. I'll give it that. I like, actually it's... disagree. <laughs> really? Um, pretty much about this entire album. I mean, it's not mixed poorly, but, like, for for all of the elements involved, I feel like it should be a lot more loud and, you know, okay. booming. I um, thought that, I mean, I'm comparing it, though, to, like, the Rumble Pack era. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kanye's rumble pack drums aren't, and it's better than that. He's not making the beats anymore, so the beats, the drums (laughs) obviously are going to sound fine now. Right. You know, um, I mean, the defining characteristics of this are the drums and that main. You know, there are other elements, synths and strings and stuff. I had enough of that. I've had enough of it done. You know, we had the guitar. We just heard that on DOA. And, you know, we heard it. Run this town, like all right, enough of this shit, yeah. okay? Tired of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just like yeah, the mix. I feel like across the entire album isn't bad. It's just kind of overly compressed and mastered a little well. Something it, it feels like someone was trying to rein in Kanye's maximalist oh, tendencies. I'm, I got my actually, I got my little uh, notepad here. I'm gonna keep score. For me, at least, uh, who got who on what tracks? I'm glad you said that because I already did. Yeah, I was going to say so, that at the end of yeah. pulling out the note. I mean, I can right tell you here. right now. For me, it goes to Jay. Jay's I'm up giving one. this one to Jay 100. percent Let's see who, yeah. what happens next. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep track because I already got my stuff written down here. So, Mules, so we both agree. Jay Jay's the uh, the guy on this one. Um, I'm glad someone was trying to rein in Kanye, though. This is at least what it sounds like. Now, the content, of course, I just, I'll just put it like this: it's like it's that eyes wide shut talk. It's like depressed, rich, and powerful people. More music. so Tor- from Kanye than Jay Z. Jay Z is a little more. Well, I in think his Jay, Jay dabbles in that at least at the beginning. Um, you know, yes, it's like, with the religious iconography and all that stuff. But it's it's just you know. I still think it's like. He's almost like still in that American gangster esque pocket still, with the huh. subject matter that is. You know, he's huh. talking about like still talking about the drug dealer shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you're never gonna stop talking about that. But, um, yeah, it's just like their their whole stick is they're like tortured elites, I guess. And your mileage may vary on that. I'm, as for me, huh. you know, I'm I'm all about the human experience. I know fortune can't prevent bad times and poor character. You know, and impoverished places are not devoid of treasure. So I'm not automatically tuning out their complaints and grievances because they're rich, powerful and influential. But it's all in how you effectively communicate things. You know, so keep that in mind, folks, as we traverse this this uh, as doozy of an album we have here. So like like I was saying, I actually like the chorus, you know, the whole human beings in a mob. What's a mob to a king? What's a king to a guy? What's a god to a non-believer who don't believe in anything? You know, New no church in a while. I think those are valid questions. New age bullshit. I think they're valid like, questions. And by the way, it's like 
you know, what's a king to, it's like, what's a goon to a goblin. It's like, it's still fresh in my mind in this era. All right. <laughs> it's new age bullshit and it needs to go. It needs to leave. Well, rap, I, I think, I think it makes total sense. Um, dare I say, these are important and valid questions that have to be addressed when managing society. So good job, Frank Ocean. I've always this is watched the throne, bro. I'm not looking to manage society. I'm looking to manage <laughs> my speakers, my music. Well, I think this sentiment is especially relevant now with all the increased division. You have to, folks, you got to keep in mind that people aren't playing by the same rule book as you. Keeping that in mind can save you a lot of time and energy and may help. And then all the the animal sounds in this beat. The keyword may. may New age bullshit. New age bullshit. I mean, listen, if anything, just keep in mind, what what is a God to a non-believer who don't believe in anything, you know? We don't all like people don't all think the way you do. So anyway, Jay leads off and he takes this sort of like, at least to begin, this cryptic sort of gothic clandestine approach, which I like, especially for this beat in the chorus and the song title. But to me, I think the verse starts strong and gets worse. You know, when he's talking about the mausoleum floor and the lies on the lips of the priests and blood stained Coliseum. I like all that. I like all that. I like the imagery there. But then he gets into this, you know, it's pious, pious, God loves pious and starts talking about all these philosophers. And it's like, you're already setting up how detached y'all are going to be on this album with all this philosopher talk and we're going to get fashion designers on this. Like, yeah, the, the, the people he mentions, Socrates, Plato, you know, I know the names, but honestly, I couldn't tell you what they believe. So like, why are we talking about this? You know, like, you know, do I have to go and like take a freaking philosophy class to understand, you know, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Um, also, and I, and I alluded to this off air, um, the line, um, Jesus was a carpenter, Yeezy laid beats. I'm telling you went straight to Kanye's head. You know, he's got a guy conflict. You basically just said he's Jesus, you know, and you wonder why we get things like Jesus. You can't say things like this about Kanye, you know, you can't cause he'll take it way too seriously. So, you know, Jay, he starts strong for me. He peters out. Um, Frank Ocean comes back in with the chorus that I like. Uh, the Dream does his New Age bridge, um, talking about your love is my scripture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Enjoy damnation, bro. Um, so anyway, Kanye comes in, and his approach is like this whole hedonistic, chaotic, radical thing. Honestly, F this verse, bro. I hate this. I hate this verse. I hate that. I absolutely hate the verse. Completely agree. Coke on a black skin made a stripe like a zebra. I call that jungle fever. You know, just like you will not control the threesome. You know, we formed a new religion. No sins as long as they have permission. And deception is the only felony. So never fuck nobody without telling me. Listen, because y'all told this man that stuff like this was high art. Now he's doing all the stuff he's doing now. I just want you to know it's y'all fault. Yep. It's y'all fault for validating this. Tell him. All right. You know, now, now, now if you, I'm not talking to the Patriots, of course. I'm talking to whoever happens to be listening that enjoys this man. You know, it's fine to enjoy Kanye. He's done some great stuff. But, but it's this stuff, specifically, these kinds of lines, these kinds of concepts that y'all gassed and enabled. So yep. he that starts doing all this stuff. Is you like aesthetic it. nonsense. Exactly. So he's just like, it's just, it's just it just gets worse and worse thinking about the girl and all leopard you know she just has two tattoos one red no apologies the other said love is cursed by monogamy it's something that the pastor don't preach something that the teacher can't teach like you know when we die the money we can't keep but we probably spend it all because the pain ain't cheap listen you know why they don't preach or teach that because it's deviant behavior it's deviant of socially acceptable human behavior is it not is it not this whole okay. verse is deviant 
<laughs> by the way, I didn't say bad. I said deviant, literally deviant. That's why they don't teach this because their jobs, you know, the preacher the teachers and the pastors is to prepare you for what you're most likely to see, not exceptions and outliers. And I understand no church in the wild. You're, you're in the wild. You're operating with a perspective from the fringes here. Hence, you know, the title. But is that a good thing? Get out the wild if it's causing you all this pain that supposedly ain't cheap. You know, like you don't have to be in the wild. You want to be in the wild. So why should we care about what the pastors and teachers aren't teaching if, if it's like a, you're only going to encounter this in the wild? I'm going to just stay out the wild. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll, I'll end like this, bro. I'll, I'll stay at church. I'll, I'll, seven is like, so it seems like you, you're, you're bothered by this, man. Like, what is with the seven plus? Admittedly, I, like I said, I like the beat. I like the chorus. I think it's a strong chorus. I think at least Jay starts strong. I like the bridge, even though it's new age nonsense. Um you're missing, to use you might the, have to, to change your name from the voice of the youth to Mr. New Age Nonsense. No, 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 no. No, I'm not Mr. New Age Nonsense. But I will say on the topic of being the voice of the youth, I'm barely that. I don't even own the, I, I, I don't want to claim the youth. But to the youth, to use a youth phrase, I'll say this, it's a vibe. Because other than the chorus and the beat, it's BS to me. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm just, I'm well, vibing. Bro. I'm glad you it's said that. I'm glad you said that. Okay. Oh, I have a feeling that's where you're going to go with it um, on this next track, which we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else for this? I, I never have and I never will. Okay, well, I'll just I'll just end with this quickly. Um, this is funny. 88 Keys. He said he walked into the Mercer Hotel, saw the equipment, and remember thinking, this is different. And he said uh, he thought people were going to like lay the ideas down there and then take it to a real studio. But he was like, nah, that was it. What they recorded in that room was the finished product. So Kanye asked him if he had any beats on him. 88 Key said no. And he said he gave me the Kanye West perturbed face, which sounds absolutely terrifying. Um, 88 Key said, I don't know, maybe I've got some shit on my SoundCloud that's not readily, readily available to the public. So Noah Goldstein handed him his laptop. He logged into SoundCloud and started playing rough draft beats. And he said cats were going crazy, you know, so. Listen, I'm not letting Kanye like mean mug me into playing him beats. It's not happening. All right. I ain't got no beats on me, bro. All right. Well, I thought, ain't you a producer? Make some. All right. right? Well, what is he talking not, about? He's not a producer. We know this. He's the thief. <laughs> he's a thief. Um, By the yeah. way, I forgot to mention, I was working in Soho the time this album came out. And you just reminded me when you mentioned the Mercer Hotel. When this album first came out, there was like a kind of like a pop up shop where you could go and the and the car from Otis was there, oh, and you could the buy the yeah you could buy like Watch the Throne merchandise and vinyl and bullshit basically. And I walked in there. I took a picture. Maybe we'll put it up the picture on Patreon. I took a picture of the car. Oh, okay. um, it was uh, it was a car. And that was it. All right. Well, I'll say I'll say this uh, because I'm not going to be able to say this often on the show. Frank Ocean, good job. You did a good job. Um, and you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of you. I'll save that for a later song. But I will not, not on this album. To do. Not on this album. I'll, say, uh, okay. I'll save it for a later song in this history of the show, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, spoiler so. alert to our uh, loyal fans, Patreon exclusive, perhaps. I've heard that we're doing Tyler next season. So, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I've heard. I'm the not telling you guys boy, which. Huh? 
I'm not telling you which one, but I know one thing is that uh, there's one rapper that Frank Ocean does good songs with. It's definitely Tyler. Agreed. Agreed. But, um, but let's move on. Yo, it's Mel from Rap Rankings. To hear the full episode this clip comes from and all other Patreon-exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash raprankings.